Hey, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Path Podcast. Your host, Luke Throop here. Today, I want to talk about the physical doorway to spiritual experience. And this is something that's really easy to overlook. A lot of times we think of spirituality, of course, there's the, the fluffy woo-woo, the metaphysical, the philosophical, but there's also a very physical, very visceral element of the spiritual experience. That sense of spiritual rapture, uh, maybe, I don't know if you ever like stood in a large crowd of people singing, either chanting mantras or singing praises to God, uh, some sense of worship. Those are very emotionally moving and stirring and, and spiritually charging experiences. Now, what is often overlooked, as I started to say, is, is that we can access the spiritual experience through the physical doorway. The practice of yoga... Uh, in particular, yoga asana is the practice of different postures and sequences of postures that are designed to prepare the body for a deeper meditation, for an elevated state of awareness. And that's just a, a great template to dive into your own personal experience, right? And the truth of the matter is, the postures are important, the asana are important because they provide mechanical alignment, structural alignment in the, in the skeletal frame uh, that optimizes the circulation of fluid. It also brings uh, chakral alignment, you know, subtle body alignment and this sort of stuff. But the, the interesting thing is that whether or not you are a yoga practitioner, advanced beginner, never done it before, or do it all the time, uh, the principle of yoga, of union, to unite mind, body, soul, this process of inter- self-integration is accessible all the time. And it is not necessary to follow the strict template. Now, those, those postures, uh, yoga practice does accelerate your awareness and accelerate your growth in that interconnectedness. but the off the mat yoga off the mat union uh, coming into the moment using breath awareness to settle the mind into the moment and embody the moment embody the body in the moment is is a doorway to a very deep very rich personal experience it does not take much physical effort to just take a deep breath. Try right now. Just take a slow, deep breath in. Pause with a full breath for just a second before relaxing the shoulders on the breath out. And you can play with that. You can do that a few more times. A few more slow, deep breaths in. Pausing for just a second before relaxing intentionally, letting go. When we release tension in the body physically, or when we tell ourselves to relax a certain part of the body, it, it works. <laughs> and not only does it work, but that relaxation, that release of muscular tension, ultimately optimizes the circulation. It optimizes the circulation of blood. It, it loosens up knots in the muscles and all that kind of stuff. But it also will increase the circulation of subtle energy and the circulation of prana or chi, depending on, on what background you're looking at. And that is where things get interesting, right? We can, th- 
through our physical body, tune in to the circulation of subtle things, things that are real, things we cannot see. We can experience kind of like the wind. We can feel the wind, but can't see it. You know, that age old analogy. Uh, in the same way, we can sense and feel subtle body energy. And it is, it's a very real human experience. People have been studying this for thousands of years. Modern science is just coming along and starting to realize just how advanced our body's communication system is, uh, the fascial matrix, the way in which our body is sending signals, chemical signals, and signals even you know, at the speed of light of awareness you know, through the vagus nerve and all of this uh, really amazing stuff. Our bodies are incredible. We are incredible cosmic creatures. We have this phenomenal potential, human potential. And we, but we are ultimately spiritual beings. We are animated, energetic awareness, right? We have a consciousness, the I am, that essence of self, the soul level self is the root, the core of who we are. And it is ultimately the catalyst for our experience in life. For without the witness, without awareness to pain, suffering, pleasure, joy, uh, all physical experience, all mental experience, without awareness to that, we simply cease to exist. There is no I. There, we, don't, we don't exist. So this is why spiritual attunement, spiritual growth, you know, learning about, reflecting upon, you know, ultimately cultivating that inner awareness so that we can extract wisdom from the experience of life, so that we can learn and we can grow, we can have altruistic intent and positive impact. Ultimately, spiritual growth is the path that's going to lead not only to our highest potential, but our peak personal experience, our peak human experience. It's going to lead us down the path to lasting satisfaction. And that is something that we're all after, lasting satisfaction. We often experience Short-term temporary gratification, uh, sense and sensual gratification. We we feed physical addiction. We feed mental addiction. You know, we do these kind of things. But why? Because it's just a boost, just a hit. It's a taste of something that we truly desire, which is lasting satisfaction, deep peace, inner joy, the richness of of a full experience, intimacy and connection with people around us, laughter and love. These are what we can cultivate by growing spiritually. And we can use the physical gate, our body, as like the most, you know, I, I like to say that breath work is the most, breath control is the most basic building block of self-control. Uh, when we learn to control our breathing, we learn to control our heart rate and our emotional state of mind. So building our self-control with the breath is, is great. We can also build our self-control physically. Right, it's it's probably easier to take five deep breaths and relax than it is to drop and do five push-ups, for example. But when the mind is unruly and and kind of squirrely, and we're kind of caught up in our head, to come back into the physical body, we can kind of take hold physically. We can stand up, we can stretch, we can breathe. Uh, those simple things, and then you know, so that that makes you know, kind of taking a look at the, you know, using the physical body as as a quick access point, uh, shift the posture, sit up straight, tuck the chin in just a little bit, lift up through the top of the head, pull the shoulders back, now breathe deep, right? So we create a little bit of postural alignment. We use the body as a physical gate to tune into what's real right now on the inside, right? Where am I holding tension? Can I soften the forehead and the brow, soften the eyes? 
just noticing the breath. Is my heart rate rapid? Is it slow? Do I feel stale and sluggish? Do I feel agitated and nervous? You know, where am I at? What's real right now? How am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? We use the tool of intelligent inquiry to elevate our awareness to what's real perceptually, right? So perceptually, (laughs) The, uh, the, the fact that we are seeing and thinking and perceiving our experience is one step in the journey. We elevate awareness to that fact. Okay, I'm experiencing this emotion, or this is what I'm thinking about, or this is where I'm holding tension. We're analyzing things mentally uh, with the tool of logic, reflection, mental reflection. That again, being directed by our inner awareness. Now, to go deeper from what am I thinking, you know, closing the eyes is a good way to kind of start to close the senses down, but we want to try to withdraw the senses, not what's happening outside of me, but what's happening inside of me. What can I feel in my body? Can I feel a gentle pull of gravity on my arms and shoulders? Can I feel my feet resting on the floor? Can I feel where my body is in contact, perhaps with a chair sitting down? You know, can I feel inside of me my own, the weight of my bones, the, the weight of the muscle on my bones? Can I feel what's going on inside? Can I feel my heartbeat? Can I feel the gentle rise and fall of each breath? Can you feel the heartbeat at the bottom of the breath when you're completely empty? Here's a fun experiment. As you're ready to take a slow, deep breath in, pause with the full breath in and see if you can feel your heartbeat. And then as you exhale, exhale out all the air, completely empty. And when you're completely empty, pause and see if you can feel your heartbeat. There are more advanced techniques that you can take from that, but play with that just a little bit. Feeling the heartbeat on the breath in and the breath out. And this is bringing your awareness into the moment. This is using the physical doorway to access your inner world. Your inner world is where you will experience your most profound spiritual experiences, personal spiritual experiences, right? So if if you were to seek communion with God or to to dwell within divine presence or to to feel immersed in the moment, samadhi, rapture, enlightenment, zen. Uh, if you are seeking that peak connection, you know, that pure connection would be a better way of saying it. That 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 uninhibited, all encompassing, immersive experience of being connected with the source of everything that is the essence of life itself with good old divinity. If you want to magically dissolve into the eternal enigma, (laughs) then this is the doorway to get there. And in this moment, this is where it happens. We don't connect with life or with God in the future. We do it in the now. We don't Connect with, I mean, we can think and reflect back on times that we've had divine experience, you know, personal spiritual experience, but 
that's not the same thing as an experience it now. And we can think about it in the future too. We can project out and create a pattern wherein we're feeding our soul and we're, we're nourishing that spiritual growth. Uh, we're experiencing divine communion. You know, we're coming into that inner world wherein we are tapped into the infinite wisdom, that innate infinite wisdom that's embedded in our DNA. You know, this is our life. We are magical. You know, it is, we are divine expressions, creations of God, created in the image of God in, in Western theology, uh, manifestations of God in, in other theology. You know, there's any way you look at it, there is something purely divine about being alive and being a human being. We are spiritual beings. We are incredible cosmic creatures. And with that comes wonderful potential. And with that wonderful potential comes, you know, wonderful responsibility. And so if we take radical responsibility for our own lives, our own well-being, our own spiritual development, we can then elevate, we can cultivate, elevate our awareness, we can cultivate our potential, our well-being. And when we are happy, healthy, well-balanced people, we're going to have a better impact on the world around us, right? You know, that's the that's the primal purpose that we're born to make the world a better place simply by being who we are born to be. But that doesn't happen by accident. By default, we're drifting toward the average of humanity. And that is, if you were to travel the world and look and see how most humans are living, it is well below the threshold of thriving. Most people are not thriving. And there are reasons why they're not thriving. The question is, not why are they not thriving? The question is, why are you not thriving? And do you choose to use the tools of transformation, to use the information available to you, to use your own life experience to, to grow? Do you choose to use the power of choice to be empowered by that divine spark within you that says you have a say, you can choose to focus your mind. You can choose to change your breathing. You can choose to change your posture, sit up and stretch, take a big breath and reach up big. Oh, you can stretch and you can get your circulation going. You can come back into the body, come back into the moment and sense, you know, take a big breath and relax and let go, you know, increase your sensitivity. Can you feel the air on your skin? Can you feel the breath in and out of the nostrils? You know, these are things that we can come back to. It's an anchor in what's real. The mind creates a mirage, uh, an illusion a perception of what's real. And what we're really doing is we are interpreting reflections. We are labeling our interpretation of reflections. And each layer of labeling, of, of interpretation, of perspective, perception, you know, sensory perception, at each layer, there is an element of distortion. And so we have, you know, distortions, you know, compounded exponentially. You know, the distortion, the delay in the time that it takes light to bounce in through the eye and get to the brain, the image to flip back over to be interpreted, ran through a database of symbols to recognize something, you know, and then we throw a label on it, a label based on language that's relative to cultural context and, you know, yada, yada, yada. By the point that we get to perceiving the bush, the flower, the tree, you know, that impression has already changed. So there's a, there's a delay. It's a distorted delay, and that delay can be uh, a great echo chamber, you know, like a, like a void of you're just in this nebulous of mental 
chatter, of illusion, of label, of distortion, and that is reality. Or you can realize through your inner awareness that you're witnessing this reality and that what's actually real is something altogether more tangible. What's actually real is every fiber and cell of my being is growing and manifesting purpose, just like a flower or a tree or a birds or bees. You know, it is, I am an expression of divine intent. There is a curious exploration of infinite potential in all of life around me throughout the cosmos. And how am I embodying that in my own life? How am I living my own divine expression, living my own legend, right? How am I making the most of my time on earth, the spiritual journey? Am I enjoying the journey? (laughs) Where am I at on my journey? Where am I going? Do I need to come back to the moment? Okay. And can I do that by bringing my awareness into my physical, physical state, bringing the awareness into the physical state, uh, then allowing us to create a physiological shift of state. We can use um, breath control, posture, asana to you know, catalyze a shift in physiological state, a release of biochemicals so we can get more, uh, more dopamine, more you know, happy hormones in the brain, right? And greater clarity and peace of mind and these sort of things. We can train the mind like we train muscles to be strong. And an interesting thing about uh, training the mind versus training the body. So we train the body, we grip things, we hold on, it's strong, it's a squeezing really strong. But training the mind, I find to be just the opposite. When we are training the mind, most often what we're having to do is learning to let go. So we, we tend to grip, when we grip physically in our physical frame tension, but we also grip mentally in our mental frame tension. And so when we come back to embodying the moment and using the physical door, uh, to spiritual experience, then we we ultimately, by releasing that tension, again, the optimization of circulation, uh, circulation when we release physical tension, it optimizes circulation. When that happens, uh, including subtle, subtle energy circulation, you know, when that happens, we feel more of what's real right now. And you know, a Tai Chi master, Kung Fu master, Qigong master, you know, a yoga master, a dance master, a, a master musician or a master painter, a master of anybody who's mastered the art of being immersed in the moment, of finding that union in the moment. That is spiritual expression, right? That, that, that's peace. That's joy. That's, that's purity right there. And isn't that what we all want? So learning to let go uh, physically, optimizing that circulation, letting go mentally, I believe, creates space for inspiration and insight, right? We're not, you know, the, the painter or the dancer is not so gripped on a rigid form or structure, or am I doing it perfect? Or is this, you know, line or shade just perfect? You know, there, there's a release in that. And in that release, then, you know, the body is, tends to be relaxed as well. The best musicians you see and they look so relaxed, it's so effortless. They're just playing, you know. Uh, they're not gripping and they're not holding on to some mental idea about how the music should be. They're just playing it. They're feeling it, right? Embodying that somatic human experience. That's what we can have. That's a union, mind, body, and soul. Pure expression without inhibition. And all right, so, but back to the physical here. Here's another flip side to this. 
And this is kind of important. When our physical state is diminished, uh, so if we're really tired, if you're all hungover, you know, dehydrated, you know, all you know, hyped up on sugar, any number of different things that you, you know, have a biological impact are going to have an impact on your spiritual awareness. And an uh, in, in interesting side note, in most you know, lineages, there's a, you know, basically the idea that once you've achieved a certain state of uh, enlightenment or spiritual growth, a spir- you know, certain level of being super spiritual, <laughs> then you have the ability to ingest anything like poison's not poison. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can do eat the unclean things and all this and your body can kind of, you know, alchemically transmute that and you're, you know, impervious. Now I don't recommend doing that. Just saying that that's something that's talked about in the major lineages. So, but in, in our practical experience, the physical impacts the perceptual huge. And because we're perceptual creatures, right? Because we're always thinking, we're associating reality with our mind, unless we're intentionally present and embodying the moment, which is a, it's a constant repetitive task, but it slips, right? Everything's fluid. So we, we flow back into the stream of things and that's just the way it is. It's the human thing. Uh, in the flow of things, in the stream of things, as we encounter stimulus and obstacles and challenges and all, you know, all the expectations, you know, abutting against, you know, abrading with reality, uh, we have to deal with it, right? How do we optimize our chances of dealing with it in the most positive and productive way? Right, we know life's coming at us, and this is why the spiritual priority is a practical thing, right? So, how, why does this matter in practical life? Well, it matters because if I've trained myself, like lifting with weights to train my muscles to be strong, if I've trained myself to come back into the moment to correct my posture, to take a few deep breaths, uh, to to do a mental reset, and that kind of thing, then I'm enhancing my chances of achieving success, and. If I train my body physically, i.e. high-intensity interval training you know, is, is a great way, uh, yoga is a great way, dance, you know, tennis, play a sport, get out and go for a walk, do something that gets your heart rate up and physically. So the more we take care of ourselves physically, the more fine-tuned our instrument becomes, so to speak, the more sensitive we can become because we're not distracted by the gunas <laughs> in yoga. You know, we're not distracted by the impurities in our body and our mind, uh, the things that create subconscious inertia and, uh, you know, physiological inertia even, you know, to be kind of sluggish and uh, I don't feel like it, you know, versus being fully fired up, full of energy, charged up and ready to go. So those are thoughts for your consideration, you know, are you taking care of yourself physically? Or are there things that you can do to, to, to take better care of yourself, to treat yourself well physically? By treating yourself well physically, you're treating yourself well mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as well. If we want to use the physical door and come back into the moment, uh, if the body's full of kinks and aches and pains and we try to come back into the moment, ha, you know, what's real right now? I'm dealing with a lot of pain. Well, that's actually... A good thing still to come back in the moment to deal with that, right? Because pain is saying, pay attention. There's something being neglected. There's something out of balance here. 
same mental pain. You know, we try to sit still for a minute and the mind is screaming, I got to be doing it, you know, whatever the mind is screaming, you know, it is saying, pay attention. And if we can pay attention, we can bring our mental chatter into the light of awareness, our, our mental state. We can bring our physical state, our emotional state into the light of awareness. This is uh, embodying the spiritual state, right? It's, it's taking that, that spiritual perspective on life in the moment as it unfolds. And as often as I think as we can come back to that, to elevate that inner awareness, to come at it from a spiritual perspective, uh, what's the lesson? How can I grow? What's real right now? Embody the moment, find gratitude, you know, get grounded in gratitude, ultimately creating those short loops of inspiration, looping back to the incorruptible treasures of the heart, looping back to an intention, uh, what's real right now, you know, projecting, you know, forward into what, you know, what's the next step or what's my desired result? How am I having a positive impact? Yeah. It all comes from that place of presence in the moment now. Come back to the moment, embody the physical presence and uh, go from there. So, all right, guys, that's uh, that's the podcast for today. So I, I feel like there's so much I could say about this. It's a fascinating subject. It's something that's near and dear to my heart. You know, I've taught thousands and thousands of hours of yoga, um, experienced yoga teacher, continuing education provider and all of that. I've, I've watched yoga transform many people's lives uh, from just okay to you know, flying high. I've seen people from, you know, being down at the bottom, just broken physically, mentally, emotionally, even spiritually to, you know, rebuilding life and reclaiming their own authority and moving forward. And if any of that sounds like something that would benefit you, reach out to me. Let's talk. I'm here to help you. I do like to equip, uh, equip my clients with the tools of transformation, you know, help them, Go through the process, step-by-step, mind-body-soul integration so they can align the heart with the mind, you know, align their, their intention with a higher purpose, and then create a meaningful action plan, uh, a step-by-step sequence of things to make it happen. So uh, I'm here as a resource to help out, and I'm enjoying the heck out of this podcast. So thanks again for listening. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share the conversation with your friends. I look forward to talking to you soon. Peace.